Hi guys, Paul here from Melbourne Performance Coaching and the Complete Personal Training Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about communication, the importance of it, and how we communicate to our clients, why it's so important, and how to set ourselves apart. So when we're working with clients, our communication really is the main skill that we have because we're selling an intangible product, an intangible service. Uh, we're selling our clients on a result that they can't get within the session that they're actually having with us. So our communication is super important to be able to get them to change, to help them feel good, and to keep momentum going. And I see a lot of trainers make a lot of mistakes with this, and it kind of undoes all the good work they do. I've seen trainers with fantastic technical knowledge and programming knowledge and all of this kind of stuff totally undo their results with the clients due to poor or lack of education about their communication skills. So here are the most common mistakes I see and also hopefully how to do it a little bit differently. Now, the first one is it's very common to see fitness professionals shame their clients' goals. They do it publicly as well on social media. And we see it all the time. You can't tone a muscle. You can't spot reduce fat. Like whatever the client wants, they they literally boast about a client coming to them and actually asking for something as insulting as wanting to tone up because everyone knows that you can't tone up, you can only build muscle and burn fat. Well, not everybody does, that's the thing. Uh, they're coming to us as absolute beginners in the realm of body transformation and fitness training. And our job is to facilitate them actually making a change and feeling good about what they're doing. Um, and I don't understand when that became a cool thing to chastise their, your clients for using the wrong terminology and not knowing everything as we go in. It would be like me going to a mechanic with my car and saying, what's wrong with it? when it doesn't work and them going, you don't know, you don't know what's wrong with the car, you don't know how to change your timing belt, it would, I'd just leave. Uh, and this is what we do to our clients each and every day. So we need to really put ourselves in the client's shoes and imagine someone coming to see us who isn't comfortable in the gym, isn't comfortable in their body, isn't you know comfortable with their physique. They finally made the change, the decision to change and come to see you and you know you tell them, you go, oh, I just want to turn up. Well, you can't do that it's something that will shame them immediately and actually will set them back a fair bit and potentially in some cases put them off even going to the gym. Uh, next one is a lot of trainers talk down the clients to demonstrate their intellectual superiority and to create barriers to entry even though they're not aware they're doing that. Um, this is when you see trainers who pride themselves on how technical their material is or how much jargon and lingo they can throw into a training session to impress the client with how smart and how intelligent they are. Now, the problem with that is, it creates a barrier to the client actually understanding what's going on. And this also happens when clients want to try things that kind of fall outside the realm of evidence. So currently evidence-based training is huge right now as it should be. But when the client tries to do something outside that realm, the trainer tears them to shreds because it's not evidence-based and well, you know, fasting doesn't really change autophagy any more than a calorie deficit. And it just makes the clients feel really bad. It's not a productive way of communication. The next thing I see is trainers get bored answering the same questions. And I've seen trainers in the gym literally roll their eyes when they're asked if fat can be spot reduced or if fasted cardio is better or other trainers on Instagram who ask people for Q and A's and say, don't ask the question I've answered before. It's ridiculous. Um, how are they meant to know? They haven't been following you for five years and watched and digested every single bit of content and memorized it. When we roll our eyes and we disregard what a client says, it makes them feel terrible inside. It makes them feel stupid. It belittles them. It's not going to help. What we should be doing with this particular situation, if we're getting the same questions again and again, maybe 
maybe, just maybe, we could create a resource to give to our clients to actually, you know, encourage them and motivate them and to help empower them with more information that they can change. Maybe we could work on making our communication better. So when we answer that question, the client actually gets a lot more questions answered as well and learns a better way to think about things. The goal when answering the same question again and again is to answer it better each and every time. Next one is speaking to clients on their level. So, you know, falls to the uh, second point I made. We need to speak to your clients using their language, um, particularly around training and nutrition. Uh, we're not dumbing it down. This is where a lot of people think it is dumbing down to our clients. So we're speaking on their language. If our clients are probably experts in areas that we have no idea about, they can afford our services after all, so they're doing okay. And like, if I'm training a client who's say interested in coding, um, why, if I, if, they, if I spoke to them, I wouldn't understand what they're saying. They weren't technical jargon. They would have to speak at my level so I would understand exactly what they're doing. So we should really implement the same thing with our clients. And then finally, the biggest thing that I've seen recently in, on social media and with people is promoting the fixer narrative. Okay, and we're gonna talk more about this because in another episode, because this is something I subscribed to and kind of prided myself on. And now I look back and I'm like, idiot. Um, it does apply more to therapists and trainers, but the point stands that if the client believes you're the one person that they need to fix them, they're in a worse state than when they got to you. Uh, it's really toxic and it gives like a messiah-like complex to the person doing it and it disempowers the client because realistically, we know that no manual therapy, no exercise program will really trump what time does what physiology does naturally, the body's natural tendency to repair itself and you know what rest and avoiding the actual injurious thing does. No one can go to a, a massage therapist or a soft tissue therapist and not picking on massage therapy. No one can go to a musculoskeletal specialist and have a treatment that will actually be anything better than doing four weeks of proper training. The ability to have good habits and self-management skills and you know, resilience and movement competency and a lack of fear of movement is gonna be far more beneficial than having to go to someone to get fixed every couple of weeks because you've blown something out or whatever narrative that is. So that's something that we're gonna talk about a lot in the future. So guys, what I challenge you to do, challenge you to do with this material, uh, this podcast is, do you make any of these mistakes? What are they? Why do you do it? And then figure out a way to work around it. I guarantee your clients will be a lot happier and your business will thrive as a result of that.